Brother Dale here of Gospel Repentance Ministries. I am your host. Let's study and learn God's Word together. I want to talk about a subject that seems like all the subjects I talk about lately are controversial, but nevertheless, this one also is because there are differing views on the subject that I want to discuss, and it is the discussion of how God calls men into his kingdom when we talk about the call of God or the election of God we are dealing with primarily two schools of thought two camps if you would the first camp is the Armenian camp or what some also call the non-reformed view and the second camp is the reform camp or what is commonly called Calvinism. So let's start with the Arminians. When it comes to God's calling or God's election, those in the Arminian camp, and of course this is not typical of every person who ascribes to an Arminian theology, is that God looks through the corridors of time and sees who's going to respond positively to the gospel, meaning that they're going to respond in faith. And based on that response that God sees before they're born, he then elects them. And he also, of course, God knowing all things and being omniscient knows who's not going to respond in faith and who's going to operate in unbelief. And based on that foreknown unbelief, he decides to pass them over or he does not elect them before the foundation of the world. Let me explain what I'm saying again. We're talking about God's election. And in case those of you who are listening are not aware, there is a doctrine, a biblical doctrine of election. And it's described actually throughout the entire Bible. God elects those whom he chooses to elect. But the argument and the problem that I'm trying to bring to the forefront is how does God do that? Now, once again, in the Arminian camp, in the non-reformed view, they see their their definition of foreknowledge is actually foresight. What they believe is that God looks through time and space because God knows the end from the beginning, right? In other words, everything is in the now with God. There is no past, present, and future with God. Only when God is dealing with us in time and space does he operate in that type of time-space continuum. But in God's economy, time is a non-entity. It is not, he's not governed by time. We are. So once again, God looking at the end from the beginning, he sees who supposedly is going to respond in faith to his call and based on the way they respond to the gospel message that's preached to them this is every individual that will ever live he decides to elect those who respond in belief and he decides to not or not elect those or not elect those who respond in unbelief and in the Arminians view the non-reformed view this is how God chooses people before the foundation of the world now flipping the coin and on the other side of the ledger we go to the reformed camp or what's commonly called the Calvinistic camp and what they teach and believe is that God from all eternity chooses whom he wants 
irregardless of whether a person believes or if they don't believe because they don't see foreknowledge as foresight they see foreknowledge as for loving the uh, the individual and what I mean by that is God is not basing his choosing of man for his kingdom based on something that he know they will they will do or not do he's basing it on his own good intention and own uninfluenced will so God's choosing is strictly his choosing there's nothing motivating him to choose or not to choose God chooses and not chooses based on his own will alone in other words his choosing is uh, monergistic which means it is something that he does alone but in the Armenian camp God's choosing is a synergism which means it is God and man working in concert together to bring about the choice so in the Armenian camp God is being reactive in his choosing as opposed to being proactive and in the Calvinistic or reform camp he's being proactive in his choosing and not reactive okay so which view based on what I've just described is the correct view and the correct view is the second view it's the reformed uh, view that is the biblical view we read in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 that God chooses us based or, or based on his own good pleasure and intention and he did it before the foundation of the world there was nothing that man did that compelled God to choose him because if God based his choosing or his selection based on foresight then what is he going to see in the future what is he going to see when he looks at man is he going to see faith or is he going to see sin and we know the answer to that he's not going to see faith because faith is not something that God sees in a pre-incarnate fashion in other words we do not have a pre-incarnate faith faith is a virtue and is a benefit and is a gift that God gives to the chosen sinner in time after they're born not before they're born so faith is not something that God sees uh, in in eternity past so the non-reformed view or the Armenian view is the unbiblical view of how God chooses to uh, elect someone and so it is important that we understand that listen to the Word of God in the book of Jeremiah and I'll read it. it's in the first chapter it says this now the word of the Lord came to me saying before I formed you in the womb I knew you and before you were born I consecrated you I appointed you a prophet to the nations did you get that Jeremiah the prophet is basically recalling his ordination into prophetic ministry and the Lord told him he says before you were formed in other words before you were even conceived I knew you how did God know Jeremiah before he was even born somehow mysteriously and in a way that I cannot understand God had some type of pre-incarnate relationship with Jeremiah I don't understand it and no one else does either but he said I but he said Jeremiah speaking says the Lord knew him 
before he was formed in other words before he was even conceived and he says before he was born he had consecrated him and appointed him as a prophet to the nation so God had already predetermined the role and the life of Jeremiah before he was even conceived now Jeremiah of course is not born yet so obviously he didn't do anything for God to confer this um, this benefit and this calling upon him and just as God calls Jeremiah he calls every other person that he has desired and has caused to be a recipient of the kingdom of God in other words those who will be Christians will basically God knows us already and that's that's the meaning of foreknow he's not foreknowing our deeds he has a pre-incarnate relationship with those whom he's chosen before time and in space and at the precise moment in time that God determines after we're born the gospel will be preached to us we will respond positively he will give us the faith to believe and we will believe and we will come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and be saved and that is how God calls us into his kingdom I need to go to another passage of scripture we need to go to the book of Romans and what I'm going to read to you is what's commonly called the golden chain of salvation and we're going to start with verse uh, 29 so it says for those whom he foreknew this is Paul speaking he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and here's the golden chain and those whom he predestined he also called and those whom he called he also justified and those whom he justified he also glorified notice all those words uh, it says predestined called justified and glorified those are all in the past tense did you notice that they're all past tense verbs which means in the mind of God salvation is has not only been initiated it has been completed because God sees everything from the end already at the beginning so in God's mind this is a completed blessing and a completed transaction and a completed process God already sees our glorification and because he sees our glorification he can write to the Apostle Paul and basically tell him things that have not yet even happened uh, in time and space so in God's mind our calling and election and our salvation has already been a completed deal and so that's how God calls God does not uh, choose us based on condition in other words he does not see faith or pre-incarnate faith in us before we're born and decides to choose us in other words election is not based on faith uh, basically faith is based on election because we're chosen we're going to be we're going to be given faith to believe we don't exercise faith and then God decides to choose us because then God is predicating our election based on something that he knows that we'll do and that is a conditional uh, election which will bring about a conditional salvation so for those of you who may believe that God chooses us based on something that he believes that we'll do in time and space that is the incorrect view that is an unbiblical view and that's a view that you need to get rid of the Arminian view 
uh, no matter how sincere uh, those of you who may be Armenians are, that view is wrong. The correct view is that God will grant faith to those in time whom he elects before time. Because you understand, election is not something that's done in time. It's something that's done before time. As a matter of fact, Ephesians tells us that election was before the foundation of the world. So before God even created the universe, he had already decided whom he was going to choose to be recipients of his kingdom. He does not base his selection and non-selection based on something that we do or don't do. He uses his own uninfluenced, sovereign, uh, perfect will to choose whom he wants to be uh, a recipient of his kingdom. And as a result of those whom he chose, those are the ones whom he commanded Jesus Christ, his son, to go and redeem. Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 37. He says, all that the Father gives to me will come to me, and those that come to me I will in no wise cast out. John chapter 6, verse 37. And of course, I can't resist going to John chapter 10, and if you give me a moment, I will get there. It says this in John chapter 10. Let's look at let's look at verse 16. It says it says this. Let's start with verse 14. It says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own account. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. And of course, later on in the chapter, we look at verse 27. Listen, and even before that, let's go to verse 26. It says this. He's talking to the religious leaders. I'll start with verse 25. It says, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe me because, listen to this, you are not among my sheep. So that lets you know that there are some who don't believe and they're not part of God's flock. They would be the goats. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will, listen to this, never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. That is powerful stuff, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. So God's choosing is on him. God is the one that it initiates the um, choosing. And because he chooses us first, we can choose him. He gives us the ability and the power and the right to become sons and daughters of God. And I cannot resist going to John's gospel again, and I will before we end this one. And chapter one, let's look at verse 12. It says, but to all who did receive him, listen to this, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, 
who were not born of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, get that, but of God. So we are in the body of Christ. We are chosen because God decided that we would be in the kingdom. And in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, it says that we love him because he first loved us. So we have no capacity to love God unless he first of all gives us the power and the ability to love him. It's not the other way around. It's not that we reached out to him and then he reached back to us. It's that he reached out to us and gave us the ability and the power to love him and to reach out to him. And when we did that, we were saved. So once again, God's choosing is not based on condition. It is what's commonly called an unconditional election. It is it's not based on anything that we would do. That's the way God called Noah. That is the way God called Abraham. That is the way God called Isaac and Jacob and David and all the other holy men and women of God uh, in the Bible and outside of the Bible. And that's how he calls us. He's this, he decides to love us. He decides to choose us before time began. And then once he chooses us, he predestines us. He predetermines our destiny. And then it says he calls us and then he justifies us. In other words, he uh, brings us into the kingdom through salvation. And then at the end of our lives and at the end of time, he glorifies us. We reach the consummation of our blessed salvation where we then are clothed with immortality. We're now no longer subject to die and we're now in a state of eternality. So those are the promises of God, but that is the process. Once again, in Romans chapter eight, it talks about a golden chain. And I just read to you the golden chain, the, the foreknowing, the predestination, the calling, the justification, and the glorification. So hopefully you have a better understanding of how God calls those and, and how, he, he, how he bases it on his own will and on his own good intention. And he does it for his own pleasure. And this will conclude this episode of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. God bless you for listening. And this is Brother Dell, your host. I will check you next time.